0: quarantine going i've got to be honest it's only really been one day so far and there are definitely days when i have not left the house just by chance so it doesn't feel that crazy yet over the weekend i visited a supermarket and that was surreal yep yep i did enjoy that at the asian supermarket there was abundant produce but no rice (laughs) Yeah, I've been waiting for them to get rice back in stock. When we went on Friday, we heard like a sales associate talking to like another woman and she was like, yeah, like we got in like a rice shipment yesterday, but this like one man bought like 80% of the pallet. Oh no. Yes. Thanks, dude. I hope you're planning to bark her down for the rest of time. Why? Because people are the worst. But there's no like, okay. Yeah, we have a lot of produce and stuff right now. And like, I think we'd probably be fine for like two weeks. But there were like a couple of ingredients like I want to get for various specific things. So we might go out later today and venture out into the wide world. Good luck to you. Thank you. I hope you don't see any bandits. Me neither. Is that a concern suddenly? Who's to say rice bandits? You could become a rice bandit. You don't know how this will go. That is fair. I don't know. I must say that rice would not be my thieving of choice. Like, they're quite heavy, the bags. Three bags. It's like 75 pounds of rice. Also, how long would it take? I cannot believe. How big is this man's family? Is he just crazy? Welcome to Comathon, guys. Quarantine edition. I'm Alex. I'm Kat. Our recording today might have some background noises as we are both quarantined at home. And uh, many other people are also quarantined at home. So our apartment complexes are louder than normal. Today we watched Friends with Kids. I literally watched it this morning. I picked this movie because I found it on Hulu and then was like, LOL to Alex. And she was like, oh, I've never seen this. I want to watch it now. So that's why we went with it. Oh, I wondered, because we were gonna watch Life as We Know It, and I was like, sure, we can watch this other baby acquisition film, why not? And then I was psyched to discover it was only an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, it's not a long movie. Thank God. But you know, I had a really pleasant watching experience. That's good, me too. I was surprised because I feel like, I don't know if you like this movie a lot or if you've just seen it a lot, but I feel like- I've seen it quite a few times. I first watched it on a plane. Um, as we know, everything is better on planes, so I watched it, and I, of course, they scrubbed out the part where they are watching porn to prep themselves for sex, but aside from that, like, the movie was intact, and then afterwards, I was like, you know what, I enjoyed myself, I'm actually gonna watch it again because I wonder what parts I didn't get to see because it was censored. And uh, so I watched it again. And then for some reason, I've just seen it like a number of times since. Like it wasn't as good as I remembered it being on the plane, but it was fine. I totally think of it as a movie that you like and have seen a bunch that I don't like that much. But then when I watched today, I was like, I'm having a good time. So maybe my appreciation for it is growing as we maybe like get closer to this life stage although we're not in it but literally when I was reading it I was kind of like wow would I give it this and then I went back and looked at our blog entry and I was like we did not enjoy this this much the last time we watched it <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it just depends on the place you're in you know maybe from this quarantine life I am ready to appreciate a lot of different things I didn't have, like, a bad time watching it. I didn't have, like, a phenomenally good time watching it. But, like, I think overall, like, you know, Alex, like, enjoyed herself. I – there's still things about it that I don't particularly enjoy, namely what? Adam Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely wonder like if it was like a just go with it type of fluctuation where like I remember it being bad so then like it's better than expected and then next time I'll remember it being good so then I'll be very disappointed when I watch it. I don't know we have to keep going with our just go with it rewatches and just just Find go out. with it just see how it goes on. <laughs> We listeners have a theory that with a movie like that, your expectations just fluctuate wildly because you remember it being good, so then it's bad, and then you remember it being bad, so then it's good, and so on for the rest of eternity. Yeah, but with we'll Just Go With It, the expectation going in the first time was that it was just gonna be bad because it was Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. But... Yes, and then you saw it, and then you told me, you were like, honestly, like, it was better than I expected. So I was like, oh. And then I think maybe I watched it with that expectation, so then it was not good. Right. But then it kind of came back around. I know, it's been really weird. Like, the last time we watched it, we were like, oh, this was okay. Anyway, should I describe the plot of the film? Yes, please. Jennifer Westfeld and Adam Scott are best friends who live in the same rent-controlled apartment building in Manhattan, which is very impressive, I must say. Honestly, a fantasy. And they are very close and constantly talking, even though they're dating other people. And then they're part of this friend group, Maya Rudolph, who's married to Chris O'Dowd, and Kristen Wiig and John Hamm, who are married to each other. And the reason I phrase it like that is I kind of have the impression that four or five of them went to college together, but I'm not sure. But we know Chris O'Dowd is younger. yes. And basically like at the beginning all six of them are childless although four of them are married. But then Maya Rudolph and Chris O'Dowd and then eventually Kristen Wiig and John Hamm all have kids. And Jennifer Westfeld and Adam Scott are left like the lonely single ones. And they want kids but they haven't found love and also they think their married friends are miserable. Which, to be fair, they don't all seem super happy at the different moments that we see them. So they basically decide the problem must be marriage. If you just, like, go ahead and have a kid with someone else, then you can focus on finding love and not deal with the unpleasantness of raising a child with them. (laughs) What a wild stance. So they formulate a plan where they're just gonna fuck once and create progeny. And their friends all think that they're insane. Honestly, what was going to be their plan if she was struggling to get pregnant or didn't get pregnant that one time? Like, what was going to be their plan going forward? I just want to know. Did they really get pregnant from one time? She's what, 38? That's what I'm saying. I don't think she's 38, I think she's younger, but she's in her mid-30s. Either way, like, it's no guarantee at any age that you get pregnant if you fuck once. In fact, I think for most of our teens and 20s, we all hope that's not true. Unfortunately true for Lane on Gilmore Girls, what a shame. Oh my god, justice for Lane. Seriously, hashtag justice for Lane. Also, like, we can't really get into this right now, but the fact that Jackson secretly doesn't get a vasectomy and then Sugi gets pregnant for the third time, like, I can get him not wanting to run off and get the vasectomy just because she decreed it, like, that very day, but, like, that's a conversation. Also, the thing about vasectomies, like, is that they are reversible, but honestly, like, men in media are always having weird things about vasectomies, which, like, I don't know that men are as weird about this in real life. I but have no it, idea. No I have no I, idea. Yeah, no men I know are getting this activated. Anyway, I'll probably cut all that out. <laughs> but I'm glad we had this tangent because truly I think it was grants for divorce. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't cope when I watched that. Like the violation of Suki's bodily autonomy was, and like just consent was like so enormous. I can't believe that like after that they keep the kid, she forgives but literally like seconds later she and Lorelai are like walking through the town and Lorelai's being like well, think of all the good things about babies. I was like, why is this where the conversation's focused right now? Yeah, the conversation should have been, are you leaving him? I have a spare bedroom. I will go with you to the abortion. But I truly think no one in Stars Hollow has ever heard of abortion. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's like Handmaid's Tale, but like everything's fine. Oh, God. Anyway, justice for Lane Kim. Although I must say we just watched the beginning of the revival and those kids are freaking adorable. I mean, I'm not at all happy that this is how her life turned out, but those are some cute biracial twins. Although boy, Zach has not aged well. No, he's aged really poorly. (laughs) I hear he's a very nice guy, though. Anyway, what was I saying? So Adam Scott and Jennifer Westfeldt have no plan, but for a while, it's kind of working out because they do really, you know, love and respect each other and their kid turns out to be super cute. Oh my god, he's so cute. All of the kids in this movie are so cute. Like, I literally wrote a note being like, my God, these children are also well cast. They're so cute. And then I looked at our blog entry from when we reviewed it a couple of years ago, and literally it's like, this movie, blah, 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 problems, but the kids are all A++ in their faces. I know. Jennifer Westfield and Adam Scott's kid, though, is so cute. Like, ludicrously cute. His little pink cheeks. Um, but of course... A time soon comes when their co-parenting bliss must come to an end because Adam Scott meets and starts dating Megan Fox, who I did not realize, is she starring in Chicago on Broadway? I think she's a dancer, but she does have her own changing room. The marquee, she's literally lying across the letters Chicago at the Ambassador Theater. I was like, is she Roxy or Velma? Oh, That is possible, I guess. Like, why would she have her own changing room? I have some more thoughts about Megan Fox's career, which I've never given a moment's thought to before this viewing, but let me finish the summary. So he's with Megan Fox and she starts dating the handsome and perfect Edward Burns. But unfortunately, they're clearly in love with each other. And Jennifer Westfeld realizes this first and tells Adam Scott. And Adam Scott's like, I just don't feel that way about you, even though he does. But he doesn't know it. And then time goes by and she's upset and she moves to Brooklyn with their child. And they're kind of like on the outs. But then eventually he comes to his senses and they get together. The end. Oh, and also John Hamm and Kristen Wiig get divorced. Thank God. Yes, thank God. Our blog post says, much to the relief of everyone watching seriously um i find adam scott uh, annoying in this film my notes were like i remember john ham sucked but not this much and i had totally forgotten that adam scott sucks a little bit too i mean compared to john Hamm, he's fantastic but he's not great no honestly i much like adam scott's friends was kind of surprised when he said he wanted kids. Yeah, this is exactly what Alex said. Like, we had to pause the movie at this point because she was like, I just don't buy that this guy wants kids. Like, okay, I'm buying it because the movie is telling me he wants kids, but like all evidence has pointed to the contrary. (laughs) (laughs) He has said rude things about kids. Like he said rude things about people with kids. Like, why would he want a child? Like, he seems really good with um, Maya Rudolph and Chris O'Dowd's older kid, who's so cute, by the way. And like I can totally buy that Adam Scott is one of those guys who once he has his own kid turns out to be a surprisingly great dad, but I totally would have pegged him for someone who while single had no interest in kids. Honestly, they both seem repulsed by kids at the beginning of the film, but I can see that Jennifer Westfeld changes her mind over like the four years that pass. I find just Adam Scott's other behavior like just abhorrent in general the way he talks about women. And I think I didn't find this as horrific, like the first time did. I watched it. Oh, well, oh, maybe not the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I was like, our blog post is pretty down on Adam Scott. Yeah, he's gross. <laughs> he's, he's pretty gross. I think it actually did not bother me as much watching this time because like I guess depending on the context if you're in private with your friend maybe but it's kind of weird to me because even at the very end of the movie when they get together like she's kind of like I don't want to be with someone who's not into me and the reason she feels that way is because Adam Scott keeps talking about women's tits which you know live your life I guess but she seems to think that like because she's not necessarily his main physical type he couldn't possibly be into her even though he's literally there saying I'm into you. Let's be together. Yeah, And that confused me. I was like, let's all work on our perceptions of what love is. Just because he's not, oh, you have a huge rack friend of mine. That doesn't mean that he can't fall in love with you. To be fair, they've known each other since they were like 19. And like, let's assume because of the way he talks to her that he's been telling her for like, you know, 10 plus years that he only likes women with big racks. <laughs> Okay, but just to get back to the kid thing, I was a little bit like, I don't know that I would want kids after going to that birthday party at the beginning of the movie. They do not seem happy. Even Maya Rudolph and Chris O'Dowd, who are ultimately happy, do not seem that happy. No, they don't seem great. But Chris O'Dowd, honestly, I would leave him. Like, he is (laughs) such a bad husband. Like, I guess we don't see anything else from him. Like, maybe he's actually very useful. But the fact that he is in the bathroom taking a shit for, like, hours. 20-30 minutes before he comes out the fact that they later allude to this in the film that he goes in with like a laptop and a sandwich made me like be like what the fuck i hate men but also like they're about to have company yes seriously on a random sunday i guess maybe although it doesn't seem sanitary to bring in food but like I would like to say to anyone listening who is, like, eating while they're on the toilet in the bathroom, like, first of all, interesting take. But second of all, I I must tell you that there are little bits of fecal matter particles that are getting on your food. I just need to say it. I just want to protect our listeners from unsanitary practices. Are there people who don't know that about the bathroom? I have no idea. Anyway... So when John Hamm and Adam Scott get into that like big fight at the table in Vermont, it's so unpleasant. But the older we get, the more I think that this movie is really well done and that like there's some conflict, but then everyone's just kind of to be like, no, it's still nice. Everything's still nice. Adam Scott is like smiling through it. And then John Hamm is just being like so obnoxious that like then Adam Scott just starts like yelling and you're like, "Oh, oh, oh. I found it realistic, the different, like, conflicts and pressures and how, like, everyone's shitty behavior drives other people's shitty behavior. But also, when they were at that dinner, I was like, who's watching the kids? <laughs> it's true. Maybe they were all asleep. A very late dinner. Yeah, that's what I, well, that's what I assume because, you know, kids that young go down at, like, seven, so. John Ham is so deeply unpleasant. I mean, I know he's supposed to be, but it truly boggles my mind that they didn't get a divorce before this well they have a kid they've been together a long time i understand it i will say that i was concerned about both of their drinking kristen Wiig as well yes but then later when they got divorced i like that like kind of very realistic i feel like mid-30s life montage where like some people had gotten divorced and you see like kristen Wiig with a new guy who for half a second i thought was jason sudeikis and i got really excited but no it was a different man with slightly similar hair <laughs> Um, and then you momentarily see Jennifer Westfeld dating someone else because she's left perfect Edward Burns, but not yet gotten together with Adam Scott. I don't know. It's just kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, it happens. I will say though, honestly like this movie's a rom-com and I looked forward to them getting together ish, but I'm also kind of down for the situation where they really were friends who had a really good co-parenting situation, although they did not think the living situation through very well. Yeah, that actually was great um for like the while that it was great, you know? Like I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing how <laughs> I particularly enjoyed their essentially like welcome like introductory party for their baby when all their friends were like i'm sure they've regretted their decision and they walk into this like immaculately clean apartment the two of them are co-parenting so like wonderfully adam scott's made quiche yeah and i think there really is something to what adam scott says when he gets in the big fight with john Hamm, where like it gets kind of awkward because he's basically being like i love and respect her so much like your marriage is garbage Um, and there is something to that, but it is more complicated because they're both looking for other partners, which makes that situation hard to sustain, even if you're not attracted to each other. Just in terms of, like, if someone wants to move away or something. Yeah, and if, like, one of them was going to get married at some point, like, you know, there are all sorts of complications that get thrown in. But, of course, the two of them did not take any of that into consideration when they went ahead with this ill-thought plan. And there's kind of an assumption that neither of them will have additional children. Yes. Which, like, is very possible if they're both looking for other partners. Like, I could see this working better if you weren't necessarily looking... And honestly, sometimes it does work even when you are looking for other partners. It's just more complex. Anyway, it was interesting to me. Although I will say in terms of the dating thing, even before they start consciously having feelings for each other, that night when she goes out and sleeps with Edward Burns, very not nice of her not to at least text and say, I won't be home like you're clearly expecting. Oh my god, she 100% should have texted. But he really is such a douche when she gets back. Yeah, he he is. He He's a dick about it. Like, I was like, I get it. But Whoa whoa, you guys are not handling conflict well. No. Oh, funny thing, though. Like, we spend so much time with these people, and you're like, oh, yeah, like, I've gotten to know them, and then he pulls out that album, and I'm like, wow, I didn't know their last name. (laughs) Okay, but Megan Fox. So... I wrote in all caps, is she starring in Chicago on Broadway? How have I never noticed this before? You make a really good point. I have never paid attention to the marquee. Chicago with Megan Fox lying across the top at the Ambassador Theater. She is definitely playing one of the main actors in Chicago. And now I'm like, yeah, okay, Megan Fox, you and your career. You're doing very well. Get it, girl. And she's like, I don't want kids. And I feel like like the movie a little bit casts her as a villain which like go girl live your life. Yes, she should not be castigated for not wanting children. She's made that decision. But she also should not be so weird about Adam Scott having a child. Like she chose to be with him. I wrote down feel this girl has perhaps not been realistic about the situation, but also Adam Scott has probably not realistically presented the situation. It's true. I think he says like you know, I have him half the time, half the time he's not here, but like I truly think that if you really don't want kids and you, aside from not wanting to like house them and push them out of your body, you also do not want to parent a child in any way, then you should not be with someone who has a child, especially one that young. I agree. I also think that the whole conceit of their plan is like, we will only have the kid half the time, but being a parent is a full-time job. Like even if the kid is not physically with you, it permanently affects your lifestyle. It's not like the other... 50% of the time he's the freewheeling single guy he was before just cruising for tits I'm sorry. That's his vibe. It is his vibe. It's true. But I disagree with John Ham's thing of being like, what are you going to say to him? Like, have you thought about how this is going to affect him? And I'm like, I think that it's okay to tell their kid, we love each other, but we didn't necessarily want to be together like that. But we love you and we made you. Yeah. Kids are adaptable to any situation. It's not like he's going to know another parenting system. So like this, he'd be totally fine. It doesn't... Well, I mean, John Hamm is totally just in a place of shitting on people's lives, but... I do think the rosy picture that they have of their lives where half the time they're totally single and the other time they have the kid is crazy. It's bizarre. Um, But seriously, Megan Fox, at one point she's like, I have to be at the Beacon Theater at 7. We have to be downtown for this gig, but she's getting dressed in her Chicago dressing room. So I just wonder like how she's doing eight shows a night and also has other stuff going on. Like is a swing going on tonight? So many questions. Girl is working real hard. And doing well. Doing so well. Good for her. Kudos to you, Megan Fox. But I think that your next uh, paramour should not be a single dad. No, no, no. Maybe a single dad whose kids are out of the house. Oh, yes, she could date an older man with, like, teenagers. I feel like she might get along with teenagers. She does seem like she's really not interested in young children. Fair enough. But then look for a man with those characteristics. Don't date Adam Scott parenting a one-year-old who you literally met when he was pushing a stroller through the park. Yes, and she literally is like, I could not care for a living thing. I would never have a dog. And he's like, I think I'll date this woman. To be fair, she has a great rack. Oh my god, she's beautiful. (laughs) Although I will say, I was a little concerned about Jennifer Westfeld at the beginning of the movie when she was kind of being like, isn't it terrible that you have a child and then suddenly you love the child more? (laughs) I was like, can you, you can love people differently? So Nicole Cliff had like a whole thing about this where someone wrote into her parenting column about like, you know, should I be loving my kid more than my husband? Should I love my husband more than my kid? Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Nicole Cliff was like, I don't know why you have to choose. Like, she was like in a zombie apocalypse situation. I and my husband both feel that we would throw ourselves in front of a zombie to save our children. But like, your kids are going to eventually leave the house. You should probably love and like the person that you are ostensibly chose to have these children with and are going to spend the rest of your life with. But there's two aspects to this, right? One is initially her concern that your love for the child supplants your love for your partner. But the other is that she then goes on to be like, I feel like if you get married and have a kid right away, basically, you miss out on being the most important person to your partner. And I was like, so much to unpack. A lot of things going on there with Jennifer Westphal. Maybe it was because her father walked out on the maybe but seriously like between that and the thing at the end where she's like i don't want to be with someone who's not into me i mean nor should you but these incidents combined make me kind of feel like she should go to therapy i I think everyone in this movie should be going to a therapist and none of them apparently are oh my god that's fair they should all go to separate therapy and some of them should go to therapy together yes they should all be therapizing all the time frankly (laughs) this should be their hobby Chris O'Dowd should give up taking half-hour shits and use that's that to- time enough for a session. That's exactly. You know, if he doesn't have time, he could do it remotely, though I'm sure the therapist would prefer he not be in the bathroom. Yep. In light of this film, though, and in light of our current situation, I will say I feel for all those parents who are now stuck at home with children. Oh, seriously. Especially because the weather in LA has been crap for the last week. It's been utterly miserable, like pouring rain, gray, cold. You can't even really take your kids out into the yard. Yeah. Although, I mean, we're very spoiled. Like, it has not been nonstop raining, nor is it constantly raining that hard. So, like, there have been times when you could take a walk. Take a drizzly walk. I know that people in LA think they're like witches and will just melt and die, but you won't. (laughs) Spoiler alert. If you're listening from LA, it's still okay to go outside, but solitarily. And keep a six feet distance between you and the passerby. That has been your Ram public service announcement. And wash your hands. And adopt cat's practice of having outside clothes and inside clothes. People are learning so much about me now. Well, yours are allergy related. Also, I think that moving from Boston to LA, I was like, it's so dusty here. I don't feel it as much now that it's been several years but i think when we first moved i was very like every time i go outside i feel dirty because there's just so much dust yeah anyway but not on a day like this when it's wet also the air smells great um so what were your favorite scenes i like when they are attempting to figure out how to hook up Oh, when they're like watching porn and then afterwards they're like, let's just do it. Let's just do it. And it's like really weird and awkward and they keep laughing. Yes, I really enjoy that. I like a lot of the stuff when they're more just friends or like co-parent, like before they start like getting kind of nasty with each other sometimes. Yeah, it's it's nice. I liked most of their interactions up until things got really weird because it's true like what Adam Scott says like he really does like love and respect her very much and that comes across so well they have a very equitable relationship they really genuinely care about each other I love seeing that you could do that also with your wife I just want men to know but you know yes I think that Adam Scott regarding jennifer westfeld although he is a moron who keeps saying dreadful things his heart is more or less in the right place like i think and obviously this fluctuates from watching to watching because i seem to have been very down on him last time we watched this movie but i think on this watching i kind of read him the way the movie intends us to read him which is as like a basically good guy who clearly has some questionable views on women or at least expresses himself questionably and has definite actual communication or relationship flaws, but ultimately really loves her and regards her as her own person who deserves his respect and to be treated a certain way. Yeah, I do wish that the movie had done a better job of calling him out for his somewhat misogynistic totally. views. Um, I get that this movie was made in 2011, but still, I was a bit like when John Hamm was lecturing about like how their kid was going to be affected by their unconventional family situation, I was like, how long ago was this? Not that long. I mean, at this point, you know, nine years, almost a decade. So I guess it's been a while, but still like viewpoints, I would hope haven't shifted that much. I was going to say, like, if this was made in, like, 1998, sure. But, like, 2011, like, I feel like there were people who were successfully co-parenting, like, with their exes or their, you know, whoever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Um. Oh, I love, love that Adam Scott's mom is Kelly Bishop. Yes. A treasure. Yes. National treasure, Kelly Bishop. When she appeared, hello, sweetheart, this is all very weird. How are your children, the ones born in wedlock? Possibly my favorite line. Incredible. Also, I enjoyed... My other favorite line was when Jennifer Westphal meets Megan Fox for the first time and is like, oh, how nice to meet you. I found two of your thongs in my apartment. That was funny, but I didn't love that like they're was so much emphasis on the conflict between them. Yeah. Not like a ton, but I was like, I don't like this situation where the focus is more on like how Jennifer Westfeld kind of hates Megan Fox when maybe she should hate Adam Scott. I mean, I kid, but like, do I kid? Yeah, exactly. I feel similarly. Now I'm thinking about like worse, you know? And I mean like so many to pick from like John Ham's behavior, Chris O'Dowd's behavior, really just like all the men's behavior it's horrible when they're all like on that ski trip and edward burns is clearly like the only good father present like what is happening i know it was so frustrating to see these things play out like i i think i just feel particularly frustrated because i know that there are really good fathers out there i see it in some of my friends husbands I truly see that there are good dads out there who really take on like half of the parenting, but watching Maya Rudolph having to prepare dinner while their young child was screaming and Chris O'Dowd was just in the bathroom the whole time, I wanted to strangle him. Just to be clear, we don't begrudge people going to the bathroom. It just seems like it's a real theme of this film that he ducks out is not, yeah, like, just doing the things. There are times when he seems to be doing the things, but it feels like it's like, ha ha, look at him. Also, like, then all the men leave to ski with Megan Fox. I know, like, I, like, I guess they decided to do, like, half and half, we just don't see the second day. Yeah, but it makes me mad to like see these things and be like, you know, just in our society still, so many men are congratulated for doing like the bare minimum of parenting their children and women are expected to just do all of it. And the fact that we still that there are still men who say like, "Ugh, you know, I don't want to babysit the kids. You can't babysit your own kids." Happily, we don't we don't really know these men. <laughs> No, I will say that the men I know who are parenting young children are wonderful parents, really good dads, fully understand this, and love and respect their wives. I doubt we'd still be friends with these people. Yes. But it just made me really sad when I think it's either Edward Burns or Adam Scott is, like, being a good parent, like, for a second, and Kristen Wiig full-on starts crying. Yeah. It's, and you're like, it's, oh, no. no. And the weird Maya Rudolph and Chris Dowd like kind of seem happy despite his subpar co-parenting. But like, oh, man, Kristen Wiig under the thumb of John Hamm. Seriously, like, good on you, girl, for getting out. Good it's on really you. It's really sad. It just made me so sad. Yeah. There were a handful more things I liked, which I will list. And then everything else was kind of like, uh. <laughs> Stress. Um, I've always loved the breast milk labels in the fridge. Yes. <laughs> it's basically like <laughs> pure, pure, two mojitos, one decaf latte. And then I can't remember what the last one, but it says like parentheses like in a pinch. Yes. And I don't know if that's realistic, but it's always made me laugh. And I like when Maya Rudolph is telling Jennifer Westfelt that she has four setups lined up for her when she's ready to date again. And she goes, and one of them is promising. And... <laughs> jennifer westfeld goes what about the others they're not as promising the delivery is so good um and this isn't really like a best or worst but i did like i think when edward burns and jennifer westfeld are first about to sleep together and he goes like do you always talk this much and she goes maybe i found that to be relatable content not necessarily in the specific content but just you know when sometimes people are like are you always like this and you're like "I, i i think so maybe um, we can put people of color count at, like, zero. <laughs> Maya Rudolph. As it turns out, Megan Fox is part Cherokee. Oh, okay. Which we did not even count when we did this last time, but I googled it because I kept thinking, like, is she part Asian? She's part something. And then... But but it's, like, Maya Rudolph and, like, no one else. Truly. I was, like, saw a waitress, maybe? One nanny they interviewed? It was bad. 2011. It's not okay. No, 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 no. Um, what would you rate the film? Gosh, um, I think initially I was like seven, eight, though now that we're talking about it, I remember why last time we rated it like six and a half. I could get on board with six and a half or a seven, maybe. Yeah, in my mood today, I would say a seven. Okay, let's say uh, seven out of 10 Megan Fox Marquise. Seven out of 10 super cute kids. Seven out of 10, yes, Kristen Wiig, leave John Ham seven out of 10 upsettingly bad husbands seven out of 10 chris o'dowd taking shits in the bathroom seven out of 10 oh is that their last name and with that thank you so much for listening to us in our coronavirus times uh we hope you and your loved ones are staying healthy wash your hands and uh we'll talk to you soon Thank you to Hannah Oatman, who composed our theme music, and Alexandra Oatman, who painted our logo art. You can follow Alexandra on Twitter at Alexandra. Special thanks to Quincy Surasmith for advising us on the art of the podcast. Subscribe to his wonderful podcast, Asian Americana, at wherever you get your podcasts. Want more Ramcomathon? You can read past reviews at ramcomathon2016.tumblr.com and follow us at Ramcomathon2016 on Facebook and Twitter and Ramcomathon on Instagram. We look forward to hearing from you please subscribe and rate Rom-Comathon on iTunes. Thank you!